Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, big news um, if you're a cycling enthusiast. La Tap by Tour de France uh, is coming to Ireland for the first time. Uh, it's open to cyclists of all ability. This Tour de France sanctioned race will take place uh, on the iconic hills of Killarney, County Kerry, um, Saturday, September 7th. Uh, later this year. Those seeking to experience the thrill of a Tour de France race are encouraged to register their interest at ireland.letapbytourdefrance.com uh, spelt L-E-T-A-P-E and the rest you'll know. Uh, so you have to register your interest there. And in town today to launch uh, Le Tap Ireland is uh, professional cyclist Imogen Cotter. Good afternoon, Imogen. Afternoon. Thank you for having me. This is exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's very exciting. We're, we're big cyclists in this country. Yeah, we are. And also the Tour de France started in Ireland back in 98. So it's like, you know, full circle now. Yeah. We can all do it. Like all the Irish cycling community can take part. Were you alive when it was... When it was? <laughs> yes, I, I was five. <laughs> You're so, five, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went down to see it in Dundrum because one of the Seans, Sean Kelly or Sean Roach, had a connection to Dundrum Village. So oh, it yeah. went through there. Yeah. And I remember I walked, because I walked from the house, probably took me three quarters of an hour. And I got down, we were all in position. Next thing... Whoosh, yeah, it's so fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, <laughs> it will be taking a bit easier in September. I yeah, think, yeah. So, so, so the, the tap by Tour de France. So it's uh, the first one was in 1993. Mm-hmm. So when the Tour de France had been run through some place in the Pyrenees, they opened it up for amateurs. Was yes. that it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so now it's a chance for us to do like our own version here in Ireland, and you know we'll challenge ourselves. There's two different routes um, for for grown cyclists, so 100 kilometres and 138. Um, you've also got a five kilometre route for kids. Um, yeah, but I think it's a really nice opportunity to like, you know, take in the views around Killarney and um, yeah, challenge yourself as well. Like yeah. it, whether it's with the full distance or the 100k, um, there's something for everyone. Yeah. And, and like if you're out driving or walking or running or cycling yourself at the weekend, it's just there are cyclists all over the place. And the brilliant yeah. thing that has happened in the last 20 years, what am I going to say? 20 years ago, when you passed by a cyclist, it was inevitably a... Uh, Man. Oh, yeah. Yes. And now the number of women cyclists. Yeah, it's great to see. Isn't it? Um, And yeah, I I see it on my social media a lot, like the women would reach out to me asking like, oh, how can I get started? And, um, you know, I think it's really important as well to, um, you know, be putting that out there that women are, you know, succeeding so well, especially in Irish cycling. Like we have really great um, Olympic hopefuls this year and um, on the track as well as on the road. So, I, I really see amazing young talent coming through as well, um, yeah. which I love to see. Uh, and which brings us nicely onto how you started. So, so you started running, then you went cycling in the on the track. Is it? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I started on the velodrome um, yeah. through a talent transfer program. And what, what's that? So I was a, a runner, and I was okay at running and so they wanted to see would I be any good at cycling and so I did um, some testing with Cycling Ireland and I ended up yeah moving out to Mallorca actually which wasn't so bad I moved out to Mallorca I could um, cycle on the track out there because we don't have a velodrome here in Ireland and yeah I was out there for a year focusing on the track and eventually I decided to try my hand at road cycling and ended up moving to Belgium Right. And now I live in Girona. So I, I didn't know that programme existed. So they yeah. spot somebody who has obviously a talent in sport. 
who's naturally fit. Yeah. And they, they probably looked at you and said, well, you're never going to be Sonia Sullivan. Was that it? Yeah, I, I imagine so, because I was actually, I ended up getting injured all the time in right, running as well. Okay. So they probably, so, I mean, they're, they're, every so often uh, Cycling Ireland will put out, you know, the feelers if people are interested okay. in, in doing the talent transfer. But I mean, some amazing athletes have been found through that avenue. So, yeah. And of course, cycling is a low impact sport compared to running. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah ideally it is. Unless ideally, you also, <laughs> unless, unless you run into a van. Yes, like, yeah, exactly what happened to me. Um, so you, you know, were training in, in Spain. Yes, yeah, yeah, in uh, 2022. Yeah. Um, and I, I had my own crash. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I had transferred from running um, thinking, yeah, I'll save my knees now. You know, this will be good for me getting on the bike. And, you know, my body was getting injured so often. But actually, yeah, um, I was training in 2022 in January um, out in Spain and ended up getting hit by a van. Yeah. Were you on your own? I was on my own, yeah, on, and just a freak accident, like a driver who was driving on the wrong side of the road and, um, yeah, very lucky to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think on on the continent, they seem to be more conscious of cyclists, aren't they? Yeah, They're, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I do feel very safe when I'm on the roads in mm. Spain. Um I mean, I feel safe in Ireland as well. I do think that uh, drivers are very respectful here, but I feel that there's quite a divide between... Um, Yes. Drivers and cyclists. Probably stirred up by the media sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But on the continent, they have signage even to go, you know, yeah, expect like, cyclists yes, on this stretch yeah. of road. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw a picture of the van that you posted on social media. Mm. Uh, so your knee hit just above the headlight. Yeah. And your head hit the windscreen. Yeah. So I, I kind of caved in the bonnet, I suppose you could say, like the the headlight. Um, and then I was flung up into the air. And I think my bike had taken the initial impact. And then when I was fl- thrown into the air, I came down and, and smashed the windscreen and then fell off the car onto the side of the road. The car had kept driving. So I was, um, the momentum had just meant that I didn't, you know, get run over yeah yeah so I was very lucky and could yeah. you see it happening yes yeah yeah I could I can still see it like it you right. see it just the the van in front of me um really clearly and um the noise is yeah you still it it doesn't leave you I think does it slow down no it's in yeah, real time no, it is doesn't. it yeah it is very quickly people always say like your life flashes before your eyes and uh, I didn't have time to no yeah I didn't have time to take anything in really Right. There's no, oh, you know. No, just like I'm going to die. Oh, but right. Not, okay. not like. But no, no time to meditate yeah. on, on. On my life so far. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Yeah. No, it was a. That was a luxury. Yeah, it's <laughs> over in the flash of an eye. Yeah. yeah. And were you unconscious? Did you wake up on the side of the road? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I woke up on the side of the road and I had, um, very luckily, had um, somebody who had just. Who, the cyclist who was being overtaken when the van hit me, uh-huh. um, he, he was there. To, uh-huh. to mind me while I waited. So. Was, was he uh, training as well or was he yeah, getting he's, from A to B? Uh, yeah, getting from A to B. Um, he is uh, an American who's living over in Girona and, you know, kept very close to him and his wife. Um, so something great came, came out, out of an awful yes. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really bad injuries and you mentioned your knee there and mm-hmm. that was the main, yeah. the main injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, you, when you're in hospital and you've been told how bad things are, yeah. Uh, it looks like your your career's gone then, does yeah. it? Yeah, and it was it was really unfortunate um because I had I had spent years trying to become a professional cyclist. I signed my first contract at the end of twenty twenty one and so on the first of January twenty twenty two was like 
this is my year. And I had just been crowned national champion as well. So like the world was my oyster is mm. what it felt like. And yeah, you have that taken away like less than three weeks later. It's just gone um, in the blink of an eye. And I just spent the whole year in and out of hospital. And what were you told? What did the doctors tell you? Um, I, I suppose, yeah, I was told by a doctor that I would never cycle normally again. Um, and he was very concerned for my knee and my wrist because I had some like very kind of, um, the wrist is so delicate and I basically pulverised my wrist um, and my knee as well was not moving properly. So, uh, you know, I kind of defied all odds to, to get back on my bike. Um, I was really incredibly lucky. I had some amazing doctors and physios around me, but I was also incredibly driven. And defiant. Yeah, yeah. I just thought like, you know, when it was my first year as a pro and I, I was like, well, I can't, I, I didn't even get a chance to race. I have to, you know, I have to get back on my bike because otherwise I haven't worn my national champs jersey. You yes. know, it was, when I look back, I'm like, thank God I had that like naivety and that, um, yeah, that focus and that dedication. And you did. And you, I got and back you, on my bike. Yeah, and I you did. have competed again. Yeah, yeah. I signed a contract. So I, I was able to race at the end of 2022 and I signed a contract for 2023 and now I have a new team uh, this year right. so. oh, it seems like a oh, like a really gruelling sport it is <laughs> it is, but it, it is <laughs> the way you gently say that oh it is it is I suppose yeah it, it is a gruelling sport and you have to um, you're, you're on your own a lot and you have to um, you know you're training on your own a lot as well and uh, it, it is really difficult but at the same time there's like beautiful things in it like, for example, just even, you know, talking about the ATAP, like the fact that I can, you know, go for a social ride on that day and like stop and have a coffee and cake mm, with yeah. like, you know, people that I might never ride with usually um, is really, yeah, one of the beautiful parts of the sport. Is it Le Tap or Le Tap? Le Tap. Le Tap, Le Tap, okay. The ATAP. <laughs> L apostrophe E-T-A-P-E and it's happening on the 7th of September uh, down in Killarney. And it's 100 and 138 kilometres, your choice, and there's a five kilometre. So it's going to be a, a big event, a big, yeah, loads yeah. of things happening on the day. Yeah, yeah. And it, you can register interest there at Le Tap uh, by tourdefrance.com. Um, I'd say that'll be sold out in, in, yeah. in minutes. Well, uh, I'm definitely doing it because it, I've only ever driven around Kerry. So like, yeah, I, I want to get out on my bike there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the other the, the thing about cycling, it takes an awful lot of time, doesn't it, to get fit? Mm. Like. You can go for a run and you can do a lot in 40 minutes. Yeah. You would do nothing yeah. on a bike in 40 minutes. Yeah. So what's a typical session for you then when you're training? Well, I definitely have the luxury of being a professional so I can yes, you know, build that, my day job. around yes. it. <laughs> I, I get up in the morning. I do like maybe I do a little jog or go to the gym. I do something in the morning and then I come back and I get ready to go out on the bike in the middle of the day um, when my body is like, you know, I've had a good breakfast or I've had a good lunch or something. Um, so yeah, it, it, typically a, a day can be totally different. I can have two hours one day and five hours the right. next and intervals one day and an easy ride the next. And how much would you cover in five hours? Oh, like up to 150, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, the the easy thing now at the moment as well is that, you know, uh, indoor trainers are becoming a big thing, especially here in Ireland. You know, you can't always be out in sunny weather. It's awful weather a lot it's of the time. It's not the same though, is it? <laughs> no. it's, not well, I, it's not, but I yeah. mean, for, for me, uh, I often would train on the turbo when I'm back here in Ireland. Right. Um, and it's surprising that you didn't choose cycling as your first sport because there's there's history of it in the family, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, two 
two uncles who, right. um, one of them won the Ross. So Jamie McGahan, he won the Ross back in the 80s, um, which is, you know, people will still say to me, is your uncle Jamie? You know, it's a really big thing. Uh, and my other uncle wrote professionally in France. And my dad was the one who kind of, you know, pushed me, not pushed uh, me towards it, but like nudged me towards it. Like this were, would be good were for Were they his brothers? Uh, one of them was his brother, brother and then okay. brother-in-law, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So it's there, there's a lot of it there. Then a lot yeah, of cycling. yeah, 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 yeah. How much is your bike worth? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> eye-watering. <laughs> well, this year I'm riding a, a brand called Elves, which is actually a bit more affordable than right. uh, some of the other uh, crazy, crazy bike prices. Can you lift it with your little finger? Yeah. Is that, is that Yeah, nice? they're, they're like seven or like max eight kilos or something like that you know it's um yeah. it's very impressive I'm wondering you know and I know it's about small margins I remember watching one of the documentaries about Sky Team oh yeah and you know they had certain things the seats in the bus were changed all about small yeah. margins but surely you know when you get to a certain level of a bike beyond that you're not going to improve anything yeah are you? So, like the the bikes now are all just incredible in the peloton. Like there's obviously little marginal ones that are like a bit better than that, or the yeah. group set might weigh like you know a hundred grams less or something. But you see people as well doing crazy like adjustments to their bike just to cut weight. Um, so yeah, it's a the, people are still looking for the marginal gains right. at the top level. Yeah, uh, just just to our listeners, just to, I hope you noticed there that Imogen didn't tell me how much her bike was worth. <laughs> <laughs> I wa- I watering. If you have to ask the price, you can't afford it, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've told them all the details. Great to see you, Imogen, and great to know that you're back on back on the back in the saddle, so to speak. Uh, and Thank good you. luck with everything. Thank you. Uh, and we might see you down uh, in Killarney in September. That's uh, Imogen Cotter there. Thanks, Imogen. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One.